Another edition of Beat the Closing Number, our World Series betting preview as we record here on October 25th with the Lions MLB baseball, kind of redundant, but I digress. Savant Monoara on Twitter at Monoara. You can follow me on Twitter at Eli Herskovich, and you can follow the lines on Twitter at the Lions US. Before we get into it, remember to give the video a thumbs up and ring the bell to get notifications whenever the Lions releases a new sports betting video on any market, including NFL bets. And we'll have a new edition of Beat the Closing Number, the NFL Week Eight betting preview up tomorrow afternoon or maybe Friday, but. If you check us out on Spotify and Apple, you'll for sure find it on Thursday afternoon. We are 18 and 9 with spreads in total so far in the 2023 season. But like I was saying, give the video a thumbs up, ring the bell, leave a five-star rating on Apple, Spotify, all that good stuff. Wherever you listen to your favorite podcast, you can also find all of our bets in the Lines Discord channel. The link is over at thelines.com. Mo is having a fine baseball season, not just postseason believe over what up over 14 13 units something like that mo yeah something like that and that includes my uh putrid uh futures record so uh day-to-day stuff uh plus around 18 units i think good stuff mo's one of the best baseball handicappers i know not just saying that for fluff he really is really fantastic handicapper in general so we're previewing the world series mo and One of the most unexpected matchups in World Series history, just to kind of set the scene with Arizona and Texas. The Diamondbacks were as high as 180 to 1 to win the World Series on opening day. And if they win it all, they'll cash the longest odds of any team in MLB history. And keep in mind, for our trends betters out there, every team that has bounced the Milwaukee Brewers in the playoffs, have played in the World Series at a minimum. The 1981 Yankees, which lost. 1982 Cardinals, 2008 Phillies. Sorry, Steven. 2011 Cardinals, 2018 Dodgers, 2019 Nationals. Cash that future. I think you did too, Mo. Shout out to Max Scherzer. 2020 Dodgers, the Mickey Mouse year. 2021, your Atlanta Braves. I think I was on a Brewers feature that year as well. And 2023 here this year with the Arizona Diamondbacks. Arizona had a negative 15 run differential during the regular season. Just for context, the Mets had a minus 12 run differential. They obviously missed the playoffs and then some. But New York went 6-1 and one against Arizona during the regular season. And as they say, that's baseball season. Mo, we touched on this going into the playoffs, and I'll add some more context to this matchup in a little bit. But variance is the name of the game. In March Madness, probably more so than any other tournament setting just because it's one-game variance. But baseball as well, as we saw with the Diamondbacks and as we saw with the team that could have easily missed the playoffs if you go back to the Cubs believe Chicago went 15 to 22 down the stretch, including an error against your Atlanta Braves by say a Suzuki, a drop fly ball that helped Arizona eventually sneak into the postseason. We hit on this on our first beat the closing number postseason podcast here in 2023. The Phillies benefited from variance going back to the wild card series against St. Louis in 2022 with that eruption in the ninth inning down two nothing. 
And Arizona gets its fair share of variance to get here. If you go back to the wild card series against Milwaukee, I believe expecting batting average in that two-game set was about even. And Milwaukee stranded the bases loaded a bunch, as you and I both touched on. So what do you make of this, man, at least with Arizona on the forefront? Yeah, just like you said, normal baseball variance. Uh, probably not as crazy as people think it is. Um, I know that I said the Dodgers should roll them, and they probably should have. But, you know, that's how baseball goes sometimes. I mean, last year, I think it was the Pirates, like, swept the Dodgers or something in a series. They, they were plus 200 in every single one of those games, you know. I mean, it, it happens. Like, that b- baseball, the biggest underdogs are plus 200. I mean, plus 200 is 33% or whatever, you know. Like, this is not that unusual for these sides to come home. So when a team is rolling like this, and honestly has to be said, you know, some players are playing better than their talent level and the talent level is probably higher than the numbers would indicate due to uh, kind of similar to the Braves a couple of years ago where they made a bunch of moves and uh, the Braves, you know, got all those outfielders. They were a little bit better than their record indicated. And then, Arizona, same situation with Tommy Pham and then these relievers, you know, like they made moves that have helped them become a better team than their talent level for most of the season. Jacktober for the Braves. Jack Peterson had a huge 2021 playoffs and Charlie Morton did too, even though he got hurt in game one of the World Series. Over to Texas, it's not like it's just Arizona that got I don't, not that the Rangers had a ton of variance, but in terms of the Diamondbacks being a long shot coming into the World Series, Texas had the 22nd best opening day odds to win it all. And that was tied with Detroit and Miami at 50 to 1. Of course, the Marlins also snuck into the playoffs before getting swept by the Phillies. And mind you, in that NLCS game six and seven, Kyle Schwarber, Trey Turner, Bryce Harper, Nick Castellanos combined one for 28 when we talk about players either overperforming or underperforming expectation that is underperforming and then some Nick Castellanos with a horrific NLCS after mashing the Braves in the NLDS no Jacob deGrom how about that Texas just considering their opening day World Series odds they're in the World Series the five seed in the American League no deGrom one of the best pitchers, of course, I guess you could consider him unlucky, whether you want to call it negative injury luck or not. But And also, you don't have a healthy Max Scherzer. And we saw that in Game 7 of the American League Championship Series against Houston. That was Astros killer Adolis Garcia that <laughs> carried the Rangers and Corey Seager getting the party started with a bomb off of Javier in the first inning. So uh, this Rangers pitching staff to get here, I know they have some horses in Montgomery and Evaldi who shook off the injury concerns in September, but to not have two potential aces at the top of your rotation and to be in this position, and then just to continue on here, the World Series exacta entering the postseason, Texas was 350-1 to to defeat the Diamondbacks in the World Series, Arizona 415-1 to to knock off Texas. And just to cap it off, the last World Series between two teams with 50 to 1 odds at a minimum entering the regular season was 1991 between your Atlanta Braves at 200 to 1 and the Minnesota Twins at 80 to 1.
what do you make of Texas, man? And I guess those prices that I just mentioned. Uh, Texas was a team that I did like as a World Series uh, long shot a little bit. But what's hilarious about that is I like them because of uh, their max upside with Jacob deGrom somehow staying healthy. (laughs) So they still make it without Jacob deGrom staying healthy, which I never would have ever imagined that happen for sure. Um, I did like their top end uh, potential if all their stuff came together. Um, But this team looks much different than I think anybody would have guessed, obviously, like between the pickups of, you know, (laughs) Scherzer, obviously, and um, Montgomery, who has been one of the most valuable pickups anybody made. So yeah, I mean, just hats off to both of these teams for going for it and making the moves uh, that that worked out. You know, uh, you see a lot of people dumping on coldly analytical front offices, but you know, these people still want to win and these people are still willing to go for it. And they did. And for these two teams, it worked out. Right. And also Arizona shoring up that bullpen going into the playoffs and around the trade deadline too. How about Seawald? You go from what blowing a lead last year in the wild card or not the wild card series, the ALDS against the Astros in game one to then closing out the NLCS against the Phillies and pitching back-to-back days, I believe. That, I mean, that Arizona bullpen, experienced, yes, but also inexperienced in terms of the two young arms they have that pitch pretty well despite some walk issues. Yeah, uh, I was impressed. And Ginkle had a good year, man. I mean, he was a good pitcher for them. So uh, that was... I think we could maybe see that one coming. He was probably their best reliever down the stretch as far as like guys that they started with. I think they, I think he started on their team. Uh, I don't remember him early in the season doing much, but uh, yeah, he was definitely pretty solid uh, down the stretch. And then, yeah, Seawald's good, man. He's a good reliever. He's a well above average reliever. Rest in peace to regular season edition of Beat the Closing Number, baseball-wise at least. How about going back to April, Mo, when you were sweating out and you lost that blown lead with Texas at Cincinnati, and then we fast forward to late October and the Rangers are in the World Series without the grab like we both touched on. Could you have even fathomed that with that bullpen? No, I mean, I was just telling my buddy the other day when we were watching uh, one of the games when Spores came in, and I was like, oh, I think he was part of that six-run meltdown uh, against Cincinnati. (laughs) Uh, So... Yeah, it's pretty crazy. I still don't trust their bullpen whatsoever, and uh, we can get into that in a little bit. So uh, I'll let you uh, get the discussion of this series started off wherever you want to. (laughs) All right, so over at BetMGM Sportsbook, Texas is a minus 175 favorite to win the series. Arizona, plus 145. And if you're planning on betting any World Series markets, whether it's MVP or, again, series price or game one, first-time users with BetMGM Sportsbook can use bonus code The Lines to get up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If your first bet loses, promo code The Lines is one word. Remember that bonus bets are not equivalent to real money, and as always, terms and conditions apply. So, and credit to you, Mo. You answered the question on Twitter the other day, what is the series price, or what would it be if it was Texas, Arizona? You can follow Mo again on Twitter at Monoir two W's. You said minus 170. Texas, I believe, opened at minus 170 to win this series. MVP odds. Corey Seager, the favorite, at plus 500. Then it's Astros killer, Adolis Garcia, plus 600. Corbin Carroll, plus 950. Cattell Marte, the NLCS MVP. Shout out to our Phillies 
brother and Steven, who is sulking right now, probably. But he did say on our Discord channel, which you can find the link over at thelines.com, to bet Marte at around plus 340 going into Game 7 last night. Marte is priced at plus 950 to win World Series MVP. Marcus Simeon, former White Sox, plus 1,400. Christian Walker, plus 1,600. Evan Carter, one of the young stars for the Rangers, plus 1,600 as well. Then it's Zach Gallen at plus 1,800. He is slated to start game one. Josh Young, plus 1,800. Jordan Montgomery and Evaldi also at that same price. Tommy Pham, 20 to 1. Gabriel Moreno at 25 to 1. Nathaniel Lowe, 25 to 1. Lourdes Guriel Jr. at 28 to 1. And Chicago native, gotta give a shout out one more time to the city I'm in. Alec Thomas at 30 to 1. Mo, series price, MVP odds. What number intrigues you or numbers? Uh, not too much, uh, to be honest, especially as far as the series price goes. I think it's pretty fair. Um, I think. It's interesting to look back and just know that like the Phillies were closer to minus 200, I think, maybe like minus 185, uh, maybe minus 190, I think, against the Diamondbacks. And now the Rangers, which I think might be a stronger team than Philly. I know I said that maybe the top three teams were in the NL, but Texas has been really impressive. I mean, they crushed Baltimore and then getting by Houston, which obviously Houston's been a postseason monster uh, with out home field advantage there. Very strong showing. Uh, I think at this point, though, you, you do have to upgrade the Diamondbacks. I mean, their bullpen is pitching so well, and, and they just have a good team. Uh, it's not as good as these other teams, yes, but I think uh, giving them a small market bump is probably fair at this point. MVP-wise, I would say it's tough to... I usually lean toward a little bit of the longer shots and stuff like this. I mean, you brought it up. You you see baseball hot streaks that are pretty crazy, like Cassiano's hitting six dingers in one series, and then he can't sniff a base the next series, you know? So uh, I tend to shy away from uh, the shorter prices in these spots, I would say. Maybe somebody like Carroll, though, intrigues me. I think he's by far the best player the Diamondbacks have. Um, I think how good Marte was last series might be causing this price to be a little longer than it should be. Um, and then right. maybe Christian Walker seems okay as well. And Marcus Simeon, I think those are just two great hitters. So if either one of those guys caught fire and had multiple extra base hits and key spots, uh, I don't think anybody would be remotely surprised. The one thing that intrigues me would be Gabby Moreno. If you like, Arizona to come out of this series three-hole hitter at 25 to one and handling the staff too and especially this bullpen young bullpen at that young arms postseason experience wise at least so that kind of intrigues me also just in terms of pitching and defense entering this series entering any sort of postseason those are the kind of teams that I typically favor at least try to find value in and Arizona and Texas, I guess the Rangers are number two and Arizona number three, but the second and third best defensive teams in baseball this season. So from that standpoint, at least, not really a surprise that they're at this juncture and they're the two teams left standing. Of course, variance helped Arizona get to this point, but when you have that sort of metric on your side, it definitely aids you in a postseason format 
even though maybe seven game series can sometimes eliminate the variance that we get in a March Madness setting, like I touched on from the get go with a one game scenario. But no series bet, no MVP bet for Yumo. You gave out a couple names. I mentioned Moreno as a potential dart play for me, maybe a small bet if I'm looking to play Arizona and if I end up liking the Diamondbacks to win this series, maybe throw down like a tenth of a unit, something like that on Moreno, just because he is a mainstay in this lineup. Also looking at game one, and before we get into the handicap of it, Zach Gallon, a guy that you've backed a lot at 18 to one, probably would get two starts in this series. And he's pitched well against Texas. Maybe staying away from the game one handicap if you can, but what do you make of his price? Yeah, I would say he's interesting just because of the fact that, like you said, uh, he could do the the Madison Bumgarner too, where he could get two starts and then um, possibly have a relief appearance, similar to what Jordan Montgomery did against the Astros as well. Um, so, you know, you saw him go a couple innings and give them some some good work there. I, I think it's tough for pitchers, obviously. I, I wrote this up last year when I did our uh, Astros versus Phillies preview pitchers I think have only won four times in like the last 22 years or something like that so you know people remember the big hits pitching is more of a grind you get this inning you get the next inning you keep fighting through innings and by the end you might have some really good stats but did you produce anything uh that you know sticks in the voters minds it's easier to do that with uh a big hit a home run here an RBI double there you know stuff like that by the way it's it's pretty incredible when you look at just the construction of these rosters, especially as we're digging into World Series MVP odds. Bumgarner is the highest paid player on this Diamondbacks roster, and he was, what, DFA'd in May? Very early and, in the season, yeah. Yeah, and he could get a ring. So it's Bruce Bochy, the Rangers manager, former Giants manager, three-time World Series champion, did so with Bumgarner, like you mentioned. Gallon could potentially pull Bumgarner in this World Series would take variance in its own right, but still plausible at least if you like the 18 to 1 price and you think Gallon pitches well in game one. But how about that, man? It's Bochi against Bumgarner. Just all the storylines in this series, especially for you as a base, big baseball fan and better. Yeah, the ghost of Bumgarner, uh, we should say. So, uh, yeah, maybe if they can pull him out for a game seven relief appearance, uh, he, he might he might be there to help. <laughs> All right, so game one, like I alluded to, it'll likely be Nathan Avaldi against Zach Gallon, Texas over at Bad MGM, minus 165 on the money line, plus 120 on the run line, Arizona plus 140 on the money line, and minus 145 to keep it within a run. Total of eight, minus 115 currently to the over. And as I hit on, Zach Gallon two strong starts against Texas this season typically pitches better at home. I'm kind of curious of your perspective on what to make of home road splits, especially at this point in the season for a guy that does have some historical context. But for me, I typically throw that kind of stuff out the window when I'm handicapping, especially with a small sample size. It's not like he has what, like 15 starts against this kind of Rangers personnel specifically. So what do you make of the pitching matchup in game one? And I guess as we move further along into it, bullpen-wise and 
lineup-wise, anything there for to hit on with the first game as it begins World Series, kicks off on Friday at 8 Eastern? Yeah, game one, I was looking it over uh, with the projected starters. It looks like it's going to be Gallon and Yavaldi. Uh, I do give a slight edge to Arizona. Like you said, I bet Gallon very frequently. I, would, I think I probably bet like three quarters of Gallon starts second half of the season. I don't know why the market never really bought in on Gallon. I think that, you know, you touched on it. Sometimes you would talk about how he's outperforming some of his peripherals, but he's done that over hundreds of innings at this point. So I think it's very uh, repeatable and believable. So uh, I'm just going to keep backing Gallon until the market adjusts. And I, I think it's probably a little bit too low on Gallon for game one. Uh, I do like Arizona a little bit. My numbers make Texas closer to like a minus 130 favorite. So I'm seeing a plus 143 at Caesars. There's a couple other plus 140s, plus 145s. I think anything above plus 140 is definitely going to be a play for me. Even plus 140 could be if you want a thinner edge there. I think it's fine. Um, I... I'm a big believer in Yavaldi. I have him with a very strong rating, actually, much better than I had him last year. So this is definitely not me being low on Yavaldi at all. I have Gallon only slightly better than him, but uh, Arizona also hits right-handed pitching much better, so that helps them in this spot. And then, yeah, if you want to talk bullpen, we can talk bullpen. I would just say my surface level opinion is that Arizona does have an edge in the bullpen, even though the season long numbers say it's very close. And you get the two days off going into this series, despite their bullpen getting taxed in game six and seven, not runs wise or anything like that, but they had to work pretty hard over the last couple of days. Like you mentioned with Ginkle and Seawald ground ball rate. I'm just kind of curious where you're at on, I know Gallon has good historical context this season, but small sample size, as I touched on, against this Rangers lineup. But as you head on going into the series, this is an elite lineup. So how do you think that plays out between a ground ball pitcher, a guy that does outperform his peripherals, but like you said, ground ball pitchers tend to do that. And the stuff that he has shown this year is repeatable in that context. So how do you grade out the Rangers lineup against Gallon in terms of what happens between the two sides a third time around? I would say uh, they do have some edges for sure because of the ground ball lean for Gallon. Um, Texas is a team that frequently lifts the ball. They were second most uh, in terms of hitting the ball in the air, I think. So usually batters that lift the ball frequently do better against ground ball pitchers and they do worse against heavier fly ball pitchers. So, uh, in that sense, uh, the matchup could be good for them. Gallon, we know he gets a lot of mileage out of his curveball as well. So, uh, just going to look into the numbers real quick and see where Texas sits. It looks like they're actually right around the middle of the pack. So they don't hit curveballs quite as well as they hit some of these other pitches. So that, that should help gallon a little bit overall. It's probably close to a wash. And I would say, um, gallon should perform at close to his projection in terms of just, you know, his talent level against Texas. I, they do have an amazing lineup though. I, I mean, 
top five against, I think, left-handed and right-handed pitchers. Uh, they hit for a ton of power, which I know people think the opposite, but it's actually been proven that hitting for power is more important in the postseason than it is in the regular season because it's harder to string together hits against um, the best pitchers in the world. So, And that's usually what you're facing in the postseason. So Texas's power plays up, and they're top 10 in isolated power against both lefties and right-handed pitchers. Overall, I would say I slightly prefer attacking Texas with lefties, but the numbers tell you otherwise. But I just think anytime you can get Robbie Grossman in the lineup, uh, that helps. And pushing guys like uh, Nate Lowe down in the lineup, I think, helps as well. Any other pitching matchups to target in this series potentially for you? Yeah, I would say I don't know exactly how the Diamondbacks are going to shake their their uh, rotation out. I'm looking at, I think it's going to be Gallon, then Merrill Kelly, then Brandon Fodd, then a bullpen game maybe. But that would require Merrill going on four days rest. I think if Brandon Fodd faces Texas in Texas, he's going to be in trouble. Um, I yeah. would probably look to bet Texas in a spot like that. He's had some pretty big home run issues, and it's not just like a small sample this year. It's going back to multiple minor league stops. Homers have always kind of been the bugaboo for him, and I think the parks is a big split here for Texas. I was looking into them. Texas has like a top five home run factor, I think, or maybe sixth. I think it was sixth. Arizona is like 25th. So it's very hard. We know since they installed the humidor in that ballpark, it's very hard to hit home runs in Arizona. So uh, I think Fod much more so than these other pitchers needs to be at home uh, just because of the park factor will help him quite a bit there. So I would maybe look for that depending on how that shakes out. I would maybe look to target Jordan Montgomery. I know this sounds crazy, but Montgomery has been basically a clutch god in the playoffs, but he has a 4.16 xFIP, and he has also outperformed his xFIP by a bit, but not anything close to what he's doing. He's barely striking anybody out. I know that I already said Arizona doesn't hit lefties that well, but and that's true, but I think they're a little better than the numbers because Tommy Pham helps them quite a bit. So I would maybe to see if you can get a good price fading Montgomery. And then I don't know what Max Scherzer's got. I would maybe look to bet that game live. Anytime you see Max Scherzer in, I I was looking at his games against Houston. His spin rates were down in the last one, and he had a really pretty weak call strike plus whiff rate, 23%. But the prior game, he had 35. So I don't know. Maybe he's fine. I mean, his velocity's fine. That's for sure. He was throwing hard, um, but something seems a little bit off. Maybe it's just Houston. Maybe Houston just that good and tattooed him, and he'll be fine here against a weaker lineup in Arizona. But maybe just look to see if Scherzer looks like he's missing bats early. And if he's not, I would probably try to bet Arizona live pretty quickly. Uh, And then also, anytime Arizona is down small, I think, just to get back to the bullpen factor, I don't think I trust a single member of this Texas bullpen it's definitely in Arizona's favor once it gets to the late innings. Matt, uh, a role this Chapman, uh, very shaky 
postseason, he has allowed only one run, I think, in six and a third, but he's allowed like nine base runners in that time, and he's not missing bats, only four strikeouts. Jose Leclerc, he's obviously been pretty up and down this whole season, and he's kind of like a walks machine. Over five walks per nine this postseason for him, and Arizona is pretty disciplined, 25th and outside the zone swing rate. So, uh, yeah, I don't really think I'd be feeling that comfortable with a small lead if I had a Texas ticket in any single game in this series. Before we get out of here, looking at a couple more niche markets, series spread. Texas is plus 126 to win by two games or more. Arizona, to keep it within a game, is minus 150. Total series games, well, I mean, that's super juiced. I don't really want to touch on that (laughs) one. But if you look at over six and a half series games, that's plus 200. Under six and a half is minus 250. Game series double that particular market. Texas plus 115 to win game one and the series, although you said at this price, Gallon may be a play for you, Arizona plus 275 to win game one and the series. If you look a little more total series games as I head on with a six and a half number, five and a half, it's sitting at over minus 175, under five and a half is plus 145. And the series will end in how many games Four games, a sweep on either side, plus 555 games, plus 275. Six is plus 200. Seven games is also at that same price. I know I threw a lot of numbers at you, so if you need me to reiterate any of the markets, feel free. But anything stick out to you there? Maybe Arizona to win game one in the series. Uh, I think they have the pitching advantage at the top with gallon like i said but texas just has a deeper starting lineup i mean they might have they might have like i said if fod is starting on the road then i'd be really really worried so i don't really know how good i feel uh after that but if arizona wins game one there they'll be in okay shape but uh if they lose game one i'd be pretty worried depending on how like i said the pitching matchups shake out i still don't know how the teams I I looked around for the beat writers to see what they were saying they haven't said anything yet so they're all focused on the the parties and the you know the champagne and the aftermath of like you said unlikely teams making the world series is the big story right now so nobody's really looking forward yet so maybe we'll get some clarity on starting rotations in the next 24 hours or so I would just keep an eye on that uh if I was looking to bet stuff like that and especially like you said earlier, maybe if you're ever looking to take a long shot on a pitcher in the World uh, World Series MVP markets. So um, that that's, I guess, the only thing that stands out to me. Other than that, I would say maybe, I, I'm not looking at the prices, but maybe if you can get something like Rangers in five, since five is such a, uh, a underdog, it looks like for how many games would be played, it might be okay. And just to inch it back, Arizona to win game one in the series plus 275. I might have said in the fours. So Texas to win game one and Arizona to win the series is plus 475. But maybe it's worth a smaller play if you like the Diamondbacks to win the series and win game one 
versus betting a bigger number on just the Diamondback series price. If you want to go maybe a half unit, quarter of a unit, something like that on Arizona to win game one in the series. Because like Mo said, if Gallon doesn't pitch well, they could be in trouble. Although this analytics department for Arizona, I doubt they throw FOD in Texas. I mean, it's one of the deepest, not to go super niche, but it. I was looking at it earlier. They have one of the deepest analytics departments in all of baseball. So it's no surprise that they're here when you look at this lineup, the midseason additions they made, the bullpen, like analytics departments that value defense, bullpen, pitching, typically know what they're doing as opposed to some of the dumber organizations in baseball. May seem kind of like a surface level statement, but... That's how teams that get variance get this far in the playoffs, that they have the kind of variance you need, whether it's from just the nature of baseball, but you have the necessary pieces to also get you to this point, like bullpen arms and elite level defense. Mo, anything to wrap before we get out of here here on Beat the Closing Number? Yeah, one note I had that I just wanted to throw out there because of the bullpen shakiness for Texas, and you could kind of see this in the way they won a lot of their games against Houston. If you're looking at Texas and honestly, probably any of these games, I would probably look to play some minus one and a half on most of these games. You're going to get a good price because uh, the games technically should be close. You know, that's always going to be plus money. But Texas scored, you know, eight, 10, 11 runs in some of these wins. And I think that's pretty predictive with how they score runs in chunks with the home runs. Um, and we saw Philly, Barry. The Diamondbacks at least once or twice. I think, what, 6-1, 10-0. I, I think Texas minus one and a half, you'll probably want to split your bet. Even if you are betting some Texas money line, I would probably bet some run line too because I think that if the games are close, they could be in a little bit of trouble because of the bullpens. But, but you know, they'll they'll have some blowout outcomes in there too because of how good this offense is. And if you're planning on betting maybe Rangers run line or – any other market, first-time users, BetMGM Sportsbook. Use bonus code THELINES to get up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if your first wager loses. Remember that bonus bets are not equivalent to real money. Promo code THELINES, one word. Mo, Diamondbacks game one, looking like a play for you. Maybe that market that I mentioned, Arizona to win game one, and the series, a smaller bet. One of those two? Yeah, definitely Diamondbacks. Not sure about the series yet, but... We'll see how, how the pitching matchups line up when more of the pitchers start to get announced. Whatever you play, I'll tell you. That's the kind of support I show for my Beat the Closing Number co-host. And you can follow all of Mo's bets in the Discord channel. The link is over at thelines.com. Subscribe in the roles section and you'll get instant notifications to your mobile device whenever any of our staff members place a bet. Like I mentioned, Mo and I will have an NFL betting preview out on Friday here on the YouTube channel on Apple, Spotify, wherever you find your favorite podcast to listen to the audio-only edition earlier on. And we have one taking a look at our early Week 8 bets from Monday. So you can find that on any platform that you listen to podcasts. You could also head over to play.thelines.com. We have a World Series fun game that has free prizes and pretty sure we're giving away a lot of money at least in gift cards. So be sure to check that out over at play.thelides.com. For Monawara at Monawara on Twitter, two W's. 
I'm on Twitter or X, whatever Elon Musk wants to call it these days, at Eli Herskovich. Follow the lines on Twitter at the Lines US. I think, Mo, are you going to have a betting preview up on the lines.com for our viewers and listeners to read? I might. It just depends on uh, whether uh, I've got some time, but possibly on Friday morning, uh, I might look to put something together. I like it. 50 50. Leave the viewers and listeners just like a baseball with the tease. Exactly, exactly. Variance <laughs> within most schedule. We'll see what happens over the next couple days. And we'll see what happens to the World Series. Hope you enjoyed this edition of Beat the Closing Number. Thanks for watching and listening. So long, everybody.